0: Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.
1: In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years...
2: No, so stop me if you heard this one. Square Enix and Disney walk into a Japanese office building. I've heard this
0: one, and they met in an
1: elevator! <laughs> <laughs>
2: What happens when you give a fresh-faced young character designer complete control over, say, the most dominant media entities in the history of Western culture years before uh, stuff like the Lego movie and the Marvel Expanded Universe and all the other kind of uh, uh, now uh, commonplace meta uh, 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 cross-cultural, you know, kind of postmodern Franchises kind of mushed together. What if that young, fresh-faced designer uh, was just kind of uh, a weird anime fanboy who just loved
0: zippers? I would say that out, the outcome of that would be a game series with the most insane naming convention that I've ever seen in my life, entitled Kingdom Hearts. Jake, you asked for it, and so did all our I didn't, many I patron fans. I was suggesting.
2: I was the. It was like, hey. What are some topics we can ask our audience? And to pick? I
0: said Mortal Kombat because I really want to do that one. And you're and old. I said Street Fighter because I was you're like, old. Street Fighter's important. And what's the other one that we put on the on the? I don't thing? know.
2: Mech Warrior. We're old. It's <laughs> fucking. And then I was like, well, really, if you think about the timing, uh, Kingdom Hearts came out in the uh, mid 2000s, and you know, it was uh, kind of kind of uh, revolutionary. And now we're in the year 2018. The people that the kids that played it have kind of grown up, and the sequel's on its way, and it's. Uh, a long awaited sequel. Kingdom
0: Hearts 3 is incredibly anticipated. I mentioned that we were doing a Kingdom Hearts episode while doing my Twitch. Stream And it elicited this giant conversation about all the properties that are rumored to be in the game. Everyone was getting so fucking hyped up. I was getting hyped up. Jake, I'm so hyped up that I'm pretty sure on JRPG Thursdays, the moment I'm done with Final Fantasy IX doing the full playthrough, I think I'm going to play Kingdom Hearts 2. You've heard it here first, folks. That's right. This is your drug-free, (laughs) clean-and-sober bruiser, Holden McNeely. And
2: I am your healthy and pure definitely not drinking diet coke and crying about his decaying organs (laughs) wizard jake
0: dear god and today we're doing an episode on the beloved series, Kingdom Hearts. And it's like every every moment of working on this, the love of the fans seeped into, into my research. I felt the energy from everyone else. Now, we usually talk about, at some point in the episode, our personal experience with these different franchises mm-hmm. that we discuss, do research on, and talk about for an hour between the two of our fucking selves. And this time around, I'm going to have to say... I had to look it up, too, around when it dropped. I was like, what was, like, the big game around that time for me? And it was definitely GTA 3. This is, like, Mm. how far away I am from kind of being into this. I definitely rented it especially because it had characters from Final Fantasy in it it was also like I was like oh I'll get nugged out and go to Alice in Wonderland land you know that'll be fun you know but it definitely was a game I think I dropped off around the Alice in Wonderland portion of the game um uh I think I I must have been home from college I remember playing it in my home um like that I grew up in in Charlotte but um, it must have been, because it was 2000, and the first one came first out in one, 2002, 2002, right? I was class of 2001, if you want to age me properly. So, when I played it, I definitely felt like, oh, this is kind of kiddie stuff, you know? In my opinion. I was like, oh, and also, I think more than anything else, just being the geezer that I am, I just couldn't, I didn't like, uh, it took me a while to adapt to active um, JRPG combat style. Mm-hmm. I wanted the list style. I wanted Final Fantasy seven, yeah. like, as, as straight up i was just like i just wanted another final fantasy game and this felt a little different and to be fair the first game is a little sparse is a little like um i don't know i, I i'm the very co- curious to play the second one because i know many many fans out there really truly um are uh, b- uh beloved to the the second in the franchise that's the one that really i think um brought a lot to the table from what i hear jake uh
2: they both they i mean they both made an impact uh the first one in terms of commercial success uh outsold the second one um but i too i was trying to figure out why this was more so than like i think any other episode we've ever done i have as the the disconnect between like, our engagement with the property and the... Act, like, I have more life experience with Doritos than Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> um, but I, the exact but year... But it's a
0: fucking fascinating franchise, I will yeah. say that. Yeah, I'm sorry uh, to interrupt No, you. the exact
2: year it came out was... Uh, by this time, like, uh, Final Fantasy wasn't cool anymore. Like, uh-huh. it was a few years I'll after Final Fantasy 7 I'll roll with
0: you on that one. Eight and
2: nine came, had come out. It wasn't, like, as... Uh, it, you know it wasn't it wasn't this forbidden adult experience. Yeah, anymore.
0: yo, because Tony Hawk pro skater bra and yeah. GTA fucking bro. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and
2: in addition to that, the uh, Disney was also. Um, was was was, was prevalent. this
0: during their? Oh, it was it was big or was no? The, it
2: was it wasn't cool. There right? wasn't the nostalgia. This there. was
0: their dip time, right? When they kind of went through the string of movies that weren't quite as popular. Ooh, that's actually
2: a, let's just Google this real quick. Two thousand two Disney films because it's either going to be like like is this Home on the Range era Disney? Is this hmm. like? Is this Brother Bear Disney Oh no, okay, so this was like Lilo and Stitch
0: and Treasure
2: Planet. But see, that
0: wasn't that was I feel like even though people like Lilo and Stitch and everything, that was, I feel like, kind of the the dark years for Disney. People like Lilo
2: and Stitch now that they recognize that like that risk was actually worth
0: taking and mm -hmm.
2: uh Treasure Planet, we oh man, that that movie. When did Toy
0: Story come out? When was Pixar? Was Pixar by this point? I feel yeah, like it was. Toy Story, I think, was ninety nine. Okay, so they're 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 bringing it back in with Pixar and everything, but I do feel like they were sort of hitting an odd point. Um, okay, so you mentioned a man that was a uh, character designer that really sort of. Um, is the main key player of this whole franchise. The key
2: blade player, I would call it. Nyark, 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 nyark. Eating poison. <laughs> I am eating
0: poison. <laughs> I just punched myself in my own dick because you said that. Uh, Tetsuya Nomura started drawing at three years old. His father created little drawings and made Sugoroku board games for him. Sugoroku board games are a Japanese board game. There's two different types. There's like a bad gammon, a uh, backgammon rather type of board game, which, uh, by the way, backgammon, my father's favorite game, um, uh, and uh, he will gladly teach you how to play. And I then thought beat his the favorite game was whiskey. And then also, <laughs> yeah, that too. And also, Snakes and laughter was also another um, uh, version of this game. Either way, art and gaming immediately just huge in this guy's life from his very, very early age. And it seems like his father was very supportive of him. And his father was kind of a bit of a fucking um, genius. He tells him when when Nomura's in middle school, he tells him that an era of computers would come and he, he immediately went out and bought him his own personal computer. So, I mean, this dad is dad of the fucking year, based <laughs> on what I've read. Lord knows all the bad shit about him is not in here, about how he used to tape him to the chalkboard whenever he'd fucking piss on the rim of the toilet. Tetsu,
2: young Tetsuya. Tetsuya-chan, come here. I recognize <laughs> the power and creativity within you, which is why I'm giving you this MSX 8-bit 400p with 30K of RAM, Japanese-ass computer. (laughs) Promise me you'll use this knowledge to make over 200 hours of gameplay about a crying Mickey Mouse boy.
0: And let's not forget dreams and the power of them. He, um he played this game he was really into right off the bat when he gets this computer it is a game called Legends of Star Arthur Planet Mephius. fascinating fucking game it was uh, it was the earliest to use a com- command menu system and it introduced point and click uh, point and click interface it was like the first ever fucking adventure game huh. like uh, from what I saw, it, li- it literally states it is the very first to use a command menu system and to introduce a point-and-click interface before to interact Sierra, with before objects on a screen. Sierra, Oh, th- you should look up, and I, I ask my uh, listeners as well to look up footage of this game. This is like pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-everything. Oh, wow. This is like, uh, yeah, this is like, ha- it's very, you know, um, uh just basic as fuck kind of drawings on screen it'll just it'll be a blast of the past for you reminds me of like some stuff i was playing on like apple II, you know um so uh this game is a space opera adaptation of the king arthur legend um this game is essentially what drove nomura to start learning programming himself and creating his own video games he borrowed a family computer aka famicom From maybe a neighbor or something. Kind of like, I borrowed a Nintendo to play (laughs) Zelda, which is fun, but I didn't end up, of course, being a mastermind that created a giant, uh, incredibly successful video game series. You were too
2: stupid to ever think of what if the blonde kid had a big sword?
0: (laughs) He got really into Dragon Warrior, also known as Dragon Quest. I feel like so many of the people we cover, especially Japanese artists, uh, game devs, uh, all all of the, like everybody was inspired by dragon quest. It was so huge that we it needs its own. It begs for its own episode. Um, he really liked games with story elements. So now he's kind of on a thing, right? He's like, I like, I like art games, story element, uh, heavy games. And, um, he started creating his own manga during class. And he was, um, kind of at first that was his goal. He wanted to be a professional manga artist, uh, and writer, and um, uh, ended up going to vocational school to learn magazine and advertising artwork. So again, we have a fledgling, you know, a person just starting out, getting into the ad world. Um, The funny thing was, this is like the opposite of how it seems to usually happen. While looking for jobs in the ad world, he ended up just being like, oh, fuck it, I'll just apply to this job at uh, this dev company, Square. Mm. Um, And um, a lot of that was because... He actually um, uh, was already a fan of Yoshitaka Amano, who um, is the man who you, every- The, f- the flowy, bea- those Gorgeous Final fun, Fantasy yeah. portraits that you see for like all of their re-release stuff, all that like really great art that you see. Florid, I would
2: say his florid. That like.
0: was Yoshitaka Amano. Actually, uh, Nomura's teacher introduced um, Amano's work to him at a, at a young age. He had a teacher that sort of showed him that. Uh, So he was already like really fucking um, kind of a big fan of this guy and it was just because he saw this illustration by him in the ad he was like oh that guy. Oh I'd love to work for the company that that guy works for. uh, so, yeah, um, Amano, by the way, a little bit of background on him because I, I kind of love these little tidbits. His first big gig was working on the anime adaptation of Speed Racer before he ended up um, getting we not involved cover this with Square. During our
2: Final Fantasy? How did we not know this during our Final Fantasy 7 episode? I don't know. I don't know I how feel I, dumb. Yeah, I feel found
0: that. So, anyways, uh, Nomura gets the job. And his first uh, gig for Square is uh, as a debugger for Final Fantasy IV. So he's already this working is, on big uh, properties, but on a small scale. In an scale. interview,
2: he actually says that he was technically hired as a designer. And in Japanese game dev, words like producer and director and planner and designer have like kind of different meanings and different tasks than when we think of Western game devs. But uh, he was hired as a designer, but they were in such a big crunch to get Final Fantasy IV finished. Um I think four in Japan is two in America if
0: I'm uh right. Yeah. I think you're I yeah. think it's two in America. Either way, I have four as it is on my DS. Mm. It's the one with um Cecil, right? Yeah, I believe it's Cecil. It's got the two twins that get turned to stone. Um, or whatever or they get when the with the moving wall the famous is,
2: line you spoony bard is from you final you
0: spoony f- bard also the other famous line me <laughs> thinks we in a final fantasy game <laughs> me's british that's in there as well I, that's
2: weird it's it must have been a it must have been a weird like localization
0: thing they did in that right room. it's the first time that oh. they actually said the word fucker balls in a video game, which is, of course, edited out of the English adaptation. But like, the no, Final Fantasy no, 4, we so all know.
2: Nomura mentions being, like, this young guy with, like, dreams of being this designer and artist, and, like, he enters this place where he thinks it's, like, you know, the wonder imaginarium where, like, grand ideas and, like, new uh, expression can be found, but he's struck immediately with just the frantic reality of game development, because they're, like... Fuck, we we don't need a designer right now. We this game has to fucking come out. Debug this fucking game. I don't know how to debug the game. So he's, you got to debug the game. He's Sitting in the QA like hole with all the other testers in his like full like first day of work business suit is what uh-huh. his interview uh, described, which I think is very funny. And like you know, <laughs> and he's so he's starting out at the bottom of the rung, and like more and more his ideas start getting integrated. Um,
0: he's uh, training under Tetsuya Takahashi. Uh, who would go on to be known for the Xeno Gears, uh, Xenoblade, that whole series? He, he's, that was his kind of thing. But originally, he was. Um uh uh working on final fantasy games he actually originally submitted the um uh xeno gears as like a, a plot for final fantasy 7 but it was just so big and you know so its own thing that they ended up you know he ended up uh saving it and making his own ip out of it uh nomura ends up though his first big design gig is designing the monsters for final fantasy 5 which is um a beloved uh, Final Fantasy uh, game for sure. It's one I'm dying to go back and play. It's the one that uses the um, mixing and matching the different um, jobs. Jobs, okay. yeah. Uh, it's that whole thing. It's definitely a game that I, I'm actually genuinely curious to go back and check out. Um, Final Fantasy Four is like a real classic, so to kind of come in on that one is huge. FF Five bigger in Japan because of the way it was released here, um, but uh, back in the day uh, during that time. Uh, All of the different devs for Final Fantasy games, they each had their own Bible that they would work off of, their own kind of uh, book that they would have that's all their ideas and all their designs and everything. Well, Nomura, he did his a little bit differently from the others. He hand-wrote everything, and he also included all these, like, drawings and things that he hand-drew. He just put, like, a huge amount of love and care in this work, like— uh, that Square really was spoke. a former
2: utility company. Yes. And, you know, this was a big money moneymaker. Uh, and they, you know, it wasn't it wasn't hippie. They weren't even at this stage. They were not anywhere close to an indie operation. So uh, when the head producer, Mr. Sakaguchi, the gooch, the gooch. Um, would uh you know sit down and be like what have you been working on what can you present
0: mm-hmm. uh, and if they didn't have enough good work the the gooch would throw a cup of human blood <laughs> in their face and say you just got gooched <laughs> which is crazy i love learning about these japanese dev companies they do things so <laughs> different than the ones here it's like naughty dog snooze alert those who
2: were stained with the blood weren't invited for cocaine wednesday <laughs> um <laughs> but uh, so the difference between all these like straight laced <laughs> guys. I a cocaine
0: on a <laughs> That's the worst day to do cocaine.
2: Oh, because they missed it was part it was a funny story. They were reading in a American business magazine about how people had trouble getting over Hump Day, and because of the translation error, they thought that was the day you needed to fuck. So
0: they yeah. took to cocaine. There you go. Totally. Yeah. Uh Man, no. fascinating research this week. I love yeah. it. I loved all the all Okay, the work. back
2: to snap back to reality. <laughs> and the idea that, you know, this this uh big executive producer who's like getting all these guys' Like, ideas basically in the form of, like, spreadsheets and PowerPoints, and then out of, like, the blue, this younger guy comes in with just, like, just all these imaginative, vibrant drawings, and, you know, I, I don't have to, I don't, I'm, I'm not, oh, God, I, I can already tell the the saliva-soaked stuttering <laughs> in this week's episode, Uh I'm not too proud to say that Tetsuya Nomura's artwork, especially when you're in the right age zone to receive it, is fucking radical. Like, uh-huh. imagine how much, how powerful those original Final Fantasy VII designs were. Uh, we're going to, yeah, I was about school.
0: to say, we're, we're, we're totally about to get to it, but just while we're talking about this guy, just remember, you know, I, like I did, just seeing the that, like, that one photo of, uh, or in, of drawing of all of the characters, like, in a lineup together, mm-hmm. and just, like, I remember just seeing that in my, you know, in the case of the PlayStation uh, booklet or whatever for the PlayStation game, and just being like so psyched, like it was just like so cool looking. It's like kind of anime, but kind of um, with like more some more American uh, uh, animation influences. There's just something about it that I really loved. It was something just so unique and interesting and big feet. You know, it's
2: very it's very easy to like sh- to to. I mean, we do it all the time. It's fun. It's fun to make fun of yourself in the past. But also, just realistically, fucking gunblade? Are you kidding me? Right. It's a gun. It's a fucking gunblade, S- dude. It's a gunblade.
0: Tony Hawk, bro. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Just, <laughs> it's a callback from earlier. Oh. Uh, he. Uh, so they immediately promote Nomura to graphic director of Final Fantasy VI, a.k.a. released in the Super Nintendo as Final Fantasy III, arguably the best final fantasy in the entire series i put it as number one on my list when i wrote uh, that article for dorkly i think it is just absolutely fantastic even though my personal is seven i think at the end of the day um objectively six is just
2: because it's the height of the incredible of the 16-bit art form
0: yeah it's the height of the 16-bit it's just has so many beautiful mechanics story elements characters that um, one guy
2: who can do a German suplex on a on a ghost train.
0: Yeah. That the German suplexing Stetzer, I believe, right? Yeah, Isn't that know. Stetzer? Either way. It doesn't matter. All right. ninja with game. a dog. Uh, yeah, Ninja Dog. You've got you've got all sorts of incredible characters in that game, plot twists. It's it's epicness. It's playtime is like it's it's huge. The the, the the post game of, of that game is, is, is amazing like all the all the side quests you can do all the things that you could never see playing that game uh, uh, even multiple times never even catch unless you're using unless you're like looking up shit online.
2: I guess it's important to say that so Namura got to be on the ground floor just when this uh, company <coughs> was at the height of its power in one kind of form of media and then they got to be he got to be on the ground floor while they had the money and prestige. To push the envelope with the new media of
0: polygonal 3D. Absolutely. So Nomura actually replaces his his Lord God, as they call it in Japan. Here we call we call them idols. Mm-hmm. Uh, he replaces Amano as the character designer for FF7. Um, he 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 draws them in a different way than Amano did. It's it's a more stylized, super deformed way. The big feet, all that kind of stuff that I mentioned a second ago. He also gets involved more than just in, in um, design uh, approach. He gets involved also in like coming up with mechanical aspects in the game, such as uh, limit break attacks. He's has a hand in plot elements, such as Aerith's... Aerith's- death he's he's you know he goes on he moves on past that I mean that game is a giant massive success he moves on to go work on Parasite Eve and Brave Fencer Musashi to um, two games that are, are talked about I think quite fondly during the PlayStation years he um, ends up designing the characters and monsters for Final Fantasy 8 and this is of course when he starts to go with a more realistic approach he says that this actually was a more pure version of his true style um, the, the way that he went about, um, Final Fantasy VIII and the characters, um, but he also ended up working on their background stories, and really getting involved in the writing, really getting involved in the, how to put a game together, right now, it's like he's learning, he's, he's building to something, he's working towards something, uh, he, uh, he designed fight sequences, he does a little bit of work on Final Fantasy X, but that's when, of course, um, things start to change. I kind well, of want
2: This is things are actually. It's it's a little bit interesting uh, the the kind of um, uh, chronology here because technically, like, so we just explained how Nomura became uh, kind of uh, bottom of the rung guy, literally with nowhere to go. So they just shove him in the QA room uh, to one of the most like dominant creative voices within the company.
0: He had to. P in the corner of the room he wasn't allowed to leave for days but on end
2: there's an in-between zone because final fantasy 7 was a massive expense yes. and it turned into an even bigger success which is oh boy if you got if you if you succeed wildly after spending a lot of other people's money get ready to get more other people's money <laughs> um but uh so I, I so, want no so uh, mm-hmm. so are we going to get to the we're eavesdropping both, story? We're both
0: really excited. Uh, yes, I okay. wanted to actually. So the eaves- ta- So it's important
2: to know that during this eavesdropping story, Nomura wasn't fucking Tetsuya Nomura, the guy that re- revolutionized uh, uh, Final Fantasy VII. Yet he was still just another art guy.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. That's that's. Oh, okay. Cool. I, right before we get to it, I did. I did do a little work on the. I just wanted to give a brief history of how Square and Enix became Square Enix, because this merger happens right around this time, and then we'll get to the, the, the fucking badass eavesdropping story. So, uh, Square Enix, um, originally there is Enix, that is founded in 1975 by... They're ex- the Dragon Quest guys. Yes. They, the, the, it was founded by an ex-architect named uh, Yasuhiro Fukushima, and they put out Dragon Quest as, as the most famous thing and become wildly successful off of that. Square starts in 1983 by uh, Masafumi Miyamoto. We discussed... I believe we talked about this in the Final Fantasy episode. Um, it's uh, uh, it's the computer game software division of Dinyu Shah, which is a power line construction company, as Jake just said. Um, they, the innovation that they kind of bring to the table is that instead of a single programmer working on a game, they have a full team of artists and programmers and story writers, all separate that are kind of working, uh, together, which was very innovative back in that time. Now, um, <laughs> what happens is Square, if you don't remember this, uh, back in, uh, uh, back in like, what was that? Oh, one, I believe, um, they came out with a big budget CGI film I was there day one I was super Uh, excited about this movie final fantasy the spirits within which I do want to do a giggle uh flicks on I think it would be a good one um it would, uh,
2: certainly will give us time to make jokes during the lengthy segments where nothing really happens.
0: <laughs> and I just left the theater being like, where are the Chocobos? It's a Final Fantasy movie. Why wouldn't you put any sort of fantasy in the movie? Why is there like, why is this like this weird space opera with no characters that any has ever been in? Where are the Moogles? There's like very specific Here's things the thing. they that a Final Fantasy Moogles, game
2: involves. But they did have uh, a key plot point involving the soul of bacteria in a uh-huh.
0: backpack, yes, that was definitely a part of the movie. I had no idea what happened in the movie, and this movie literally caused square to uh, uh, to need a merger to happen in two thousand and three that it, it fucked them up so bad, even though they 've had all these massive successes. This movie just sucked all the wind out of the. They sails. thought that movie
2: was going to succeed so wildly. That more so than the profits of um, the actual movie itself, that their technology on display would be so attractive to Hollywood that people would hire like the the the, the fake lady from the movie Aki Doctor Aki what Aki Ross. Um, they would hire her to be in real movies next to real people. <laughs> That, that like because obviously obviously you need to have a weird mannequin woman green screen to your big Hollywood picture.
0: <laughs> so, anyways, um, they had to, they accepted the merger. Now, the funny thing is, after they accept the merger in 2002 because of kingdom hearts and final fantasy X, it was actually their strongest year their strongest uh, highest operating margin in in their entire history that physical year so when they did end up actually merging because they still accepted the merger both companies are on top of their the height of their fucking game so this is just like this powerhouse merger that happened anyways back to a building in tokyo that square at the time, not quite Square Enix, but I believe around that time they already accepted the merger. Um, no, no,
2: no, this was still early. Okay,
0: they are sharing a, uh, a building with Disney themselves. Now, before that even goes down, uh Super Mario sixty four comes out, and it is just explosive. I mean, I remember that time. I mean, I, I, everyone what was was either playing it or dying to play it. It was huge on the market. Just innovative as fuck with the 3D and everything.
2: It was the first time that, like, walking around in 3D felt right.
0: Exactly. It
2: was, uh, which, uh, before then, you know, we've talked about all the uh, 32 bit era games like uh, Resident Evil and even Final Fantasy VII, where it was, like, janky and blocky and unresponsive and weird. And uh, Square specifically had invested so much time and money into trying to get a handle and be the 3D guys. Mm -hmm. And then Nintendo just kind of just aced it right off the bat um so they're working on final fantasy 7 and they're relying on pre-rendered backgrounds and like uh tightly controlled um you know uh battles where you know they can show off the graphics but you can't really you know you're still just using the menus um and then mario 64 comes out and everyone is just like oh fuck people don't want just like blockish people swinging swords they want to like move and breathe and jump in 3d Uh we got to we got to get on that we need something that has like full 3d action and platforming and gives players that level of control but mario already did that yeah and how on earth are we going to like there's literally no way that our game could
0: compete with mario unless we had some kind of property that was super fucking popular like mario where could we get a property that people just absolutely adore and love? Like what? recognize across the globe. Like a, just even just by the outline of that property that they would just immediately know what it is. Maybe
2: someplace where in several key places across the world, they just built miniature cities where you can pretend they're
0: real. So they approached the McDonald's Corporation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for
2: oh, my God.
0: McDonald Helm. Oh, my God. Quarter Final pounder, Fantasy pounder hearts. crossover. <laughs> Quarter Pounder
2: Hearts. uh tap the x button to call in the grimace for a combo attack
0: (laughs) he's too slow and lazy (laughs) um he doesn't get there in time but hamburglar no you've embraced the darkness (laughs) oh my god his head is exploding rubble
2: rubble i am more than a burglar (laughs) I have stolen the power of a god.
0: <laughs> so When you walk
2: away, Big Mac and a shake.
0: <laughs> so after that, of course, doesn't work out, because why would it? They yeah. ended up deciding, hey, we should get like Disney involved. We could have a whole Disney thing. Disney, 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 Mickey Mouse, all that good stuff. Disney
2: makes all sorts of fun, lighthearted platforming games all the time. They've worked with Capcom. They've worked with mm-hmm. all they had That's
0: lo- true. I loved the- um, the, fanta- the I did not the Fantasia game I had for Sega Genesis that was kind of bad, mm-hmm. but the uh, Castle of Illusion I loved that game. Oh my god, I, I I used to play that all the time. Quackshot as well, but Castle of Illusion was like a straight up really good platformer and um, all involving different Disney characters. Um, so, anyways, yeah. So it's not like they're strangers to this. Also, they just have, so happen to be sharing a, a fucking building with them. This is great. And um, while they're having this conversation, Nomura kind of overhears it, um, and and pops in and says, "I let me lead this project. This let me let me take a step up and fucking d- and bring this ship to the port or something like whatever Japanese. I'm fucking hungry. Version. I need it. I'm I'm gonna yeah, take this. I'm dying. I don't. I need something. I'm literally wasting away. You know, and all that kind of stuff. Nomura." very passionate guy i'm just speaking by the way that's all hearsay we have no idea what he and said. so
2: obviously hashimoto and sakaguchi were like yeah okay just promise us that you're not gonna take this simple concept for a fun lighthearted 3d platformer and turn this into a weird epic sprawling fantasy journey <laughs> into the heart of emotion with weird new mechanics that have never been seen before also it takes so long that it requires an entire new hardware generation for it to finally come out.
0: And it was like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 Gooch, I got it, okay. <laughs> Put that cup of blood back in the drawer, save it for another guy, all I'm right?" I'm a Gucci. I'm doing I'm coke a Gucci. tonight. I'm doing cocaine tonight <laughs> with you. Um, so anyways, um uh also at this time because they're sharing a build a uh, uh, a building with Disney, Hashimoto just starts up a conversation with the Disney executive in an elevator and pitches him the idea. Um and and the exec says, "Sure, why not, you know? Let's do it." All right? Can I get in on that Wednesday hot action? And he was like, "No, but let's work on the game." So, the development starts in February 2000. Nomura is the director, Hashimoto's the producer. This is Nomura's first time as a director. He's also working as the character designer. And originally, it started off as a very simple story, um focused on gameplay, uh uh, that's uh, also very simple, you know, for the kids, the target age range and all that. But Sakaguchi, a.k.a. The Gooch, as you know, told Nomura, this game will be a failure if it does not aim for the same level of storytelling that the Final Fantasy series aims for. So they start bumping it up. They start adding more. The name comes from, actually, Nomura thinking about Disney theme parks, and he was really into the Animal Kingdom. Uh, and he just uh, knew that he couldn't get just the IP Kingdom, uh, for for the name, but uh, also you know him and his dev team—they're all thinking about heart as a major theme of the of the game and and how important just the the idea of heart is to to the storytelling and everything. So they put the two together, and that's how we get Kingdom Hearts. Um, Disney lets Namora. You know, uh, do what do his thing. Well, with these it's characters. it's kind
2: of in, it's. I feel like uh, when a lot of people talk about the weirdness of the Kingdom Hearts like story and plot, yeah, we a should lot probably
0: of, say that it's weird. I think we said it before, but this is a weird fucking franchise, man.
2: I think it's. Uh, I think Namora has a lot of imagination and a lot of like sincere energy behind his ideas, but the Disney Corporation has like weird limits on certain things that like. Um, you know, because they're a family, it, it's the Disney Corporation. They're going to want things done their way. Yes. And so, uh, like, th- okay, this is just an example. So, Nomura, uh has, uh, you know, uh, uh, Square really wants Mickey Mouse to be the star because, like, he's the Mario equivalent and they still want a 3D Mario competitor. Uh, Disney is actually highly protective of Mickey Mouse within properties because it's part of the kayfabe of Disney that, like, when Mickey shows up, that's important. You can't just casually yes. add Mickey and stuff. Uh, Donald can you can control Donald, but the player the player cannot embody our mouse god. Yes, yes. Meanwhile, Nomura is zagging sideways, and he's like, "No, no, no, no! Nobody wants to be Donald. I'm going to make my own character because I feel like a cool anime boy is by far the coolest thing anybody could ever want to control." Honestly, cool. Like, can you imagine anything better than cool anime boys? Tatsuya Namura
0: can't. What is the name of the character again? Really, Sora, right? Sora, Sora. So his
2: first design for Sora, uh, he the Lion King was still hot in people's minds. It yes. was definitely Disney's biggest recent hit. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm, I'm fuck it. I'm I'll just say that. Prove me wrong in the comments. Um, and so he had this idea. I think to highlight how Sora would adapt to various like Disney properties as the game progressed. Uh, his one of his initial drawings of Sora is this like furry lion clawed, lion eared, lion tailed lion boy with also the zippers and the vests and like the the the, uh, the big shoes and all that. Those I mean,
0: shoes are huge, and I can't get over it. I have to say he, he, this: no, if well, you, you know stack the two shoes up like on high, like like tip to tip to tap, mm-hmm. it would literally be as high as Sora himself.
2: Well, it's because Mickey Mouse has really big feet. Ah, it's, uh yeah. For the sake of character design,
0: you need... Um, they disturb me, the shoes.
2: It grounds the character, provides, like, movement that's easier to animate because you can just place the feet and draw the little tubes. Uh, that's <laughs> um, big hands, you know, big gloved hands. Uh, and uh, Sora's color scheme itself is the yellow big shoes at the yes. bottom. Red puffy red. pants. With, a, and with a, a chain wallet. And a black shirt and, like, a red vest on top of that. So, like... If you squint really hard, it's ah, it's very Mickey like when he's in motion. I didn't
0: even think about that, oh, Jake. Yeah,
2: super um Son? Okay, so his but uh his initial design is this weird lion boy, and he's holding what appears to be a chainsaw sword. Uh it still has the cool chains on it, still has like the little bangles. And Disney is like, what the fuck are you doing? You cannot have a Disney character or Disney property be violent. That is, is not what Disney Disney is about. Fun, safe times, and also eating turkey
0: legs <laughs> um and maybe some mild hallucinogenic yeah. drug trips every once in a while
2: no swords no swords whatsoever uh, if you notice like uh why is it that goofy as a knight as like a you know his they reimagine him as like a royal knight is only holding a shield and donald duck is holding a staff because no one can hold a sword mm. so nomura's like okay uh this isn't a like okay no one has a sword Now they have key blades and keys aren't violent. Keys open things. Keys are fine. But really, it's just a blunt chunk of metal that that you
0: can beat people (laughs) over the head with.
2: Yeah. A lot of internal bleeding in the world of Kingdom Hearts that people aren't acknowledging. (laughs) Um, And so this weird design choice where like there's this anime boy who's kind of Mickey Mouse like and he's holding a key. Is because of Nomura's like imagination that's forced to be poured into this weird limited container that Disney is giving him.
0: Mm, mm-hmm.
2: That like the mixture of weird legal constraints that we can't really see behind the scenes and Nomura's own like abundance
0: of just create something interesting and unique and wholly original. Uh, just just bizarre. Yeah. I feel like I feel like this happens with a lot of the stuff we cover. That, you know, it, it takes constraint, mm-hmm. you know, it takes constraint. I know I work a lot better, like in terms of comedy writing, when someone just gives me some parameters to work with, you know, oh, um, and and it's, I, I immediately come up with a sketch idea. But if it's like, oh, I need to sit down and come up with a sketch idea out of the blue, it's going to take a bit longer. Really I still will. have
2: panic attacks and like nightmares where I, it's not even anything like no monsters or no nothing's chasing me. It's just an empty word document.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's just a blank document. You just get lost and you fall into. And live there forever. Oh, so, um, so the
2: oddities, the oddities that we that will be pointing out in the Kingdom Hearts series that a lot of people see as like eccentricities, it's there's so much imagination and and creativity out there in this universe that you can't even see where the that energy was diverted for legal or corporate reasons.
0: And one of those things is, of course, that you know all of the Final Fantasy properties, at least in the first game, are all specifically from Final Fantasy like seven and eight. Essentially. I think um the later shows Final up. Fantasy. Yeah, and ten. Yeah, yeah. So so and these are all games that Nomura worked on. He did not want to include any Final Fantasy characters that he did not himself work on. I think he was worried about like messing up the, you yeah. know, the vibe and everything or or, or or screwing around with other people's work. And so um uh that's why you see it's just like it's a weird combination of squall, Aerith, Yuffie. Uh, Cloud is in there, um, and again, and I love this moment. I was watching gameplay footage, and Lexi's like, "Is that Cloud?" And I was like, "Yeah," and that's Goofy. And she was just like, "Man, this fucking game's so weird." <laughs> and I love that, like, Lexi even just knows that that's weird, you know? But like, but he, but
2: Nomura's the Final so Fantasy bizarre. Seven guy, so now he's yeah. like, now they can't question it. Yeah. So the more he's pushing things, and the more he's taking things in this weird hybrid. Uh, emo direction. Like they're like, fucking man. He's he made cloud of. He, I guess he knows what he's doing. And
0: he's a bit of a Kojima too in a way. He he liked to leave a lot of things open ended. He wanted fans to speculate in between games, di- different story points, and things like that. The he, games are
2: full of teasers and yeah. Like there's cinematic trailers. There's actually stuff.
0: an unlockable trailer for a Kingdom Hearts sequel that is hidden in the first game. Just because he was hoping that another Kingdom Hearts game would eventually be able to be made and of course he does get his wish um so uh this game is announced at e3 in may 2001 the game is later re-released uh exclusively in japan as kingdom hearts final mix on december 26 2002 let's talk about these characters you we we already mentioned donald duck goofy mickey mouse maleficent 101 dalmatians the genie from aladdin tinkerbell simba young titus because that's I hate you Titus And Waka is yes In the game Selfie from Final Fantasy VIII Squall Aerith Sid Yuffie Cloud Sephiroth So you've just got this bizarre Fucking mix of characters man That is weird as hell Well then
2: We're not even acknowledging That in the Kingdom Hearts universe Like the Disney characters Are absolutely Like These are the Disney characters And in when, Except for like The weird King Mickey Okay So you visit Aladdin You visit Agrabah and not that not. is Aladdin. You have been you have been actually you know you are altering the time stream of the plot of Aladdin in yes. Aladdin. You are teaming up with Genie, voiced by Dan castellanata not yeah. Ryan Williams, uh, but like yes, still. Yes, we'll, you'll, you'll take a Dan castellanata if you like the the oh, video, for sure, yeah, or absolutely. if you like the cartoon. Um, and that's Aladdin. That is absolutely Aladdin. Uh, but Mickey is and Donald and Goofy and Daisy Duck and Minnie are in this weird like royal palace, and they live in like. Kingdom Mickey world where they're a little bit different.
0: The mood of the game too, and this is partly due to the music, and we'll get into that as well, but the mood of the game is is odd to me in mm-hmm. this first game. It's got like a weird sparseness to it. It's got a weird mysticism to it. It just feels very like darkly magical. It's got a it's it, it's darker, I feel like, than, oh, absolutely. than um, you know, any normal Disney property. And and he even talks about how he actually found it it was actually quite easy to put these characters in a bit of a darker world and it was fun for him to do that with like these properties like Goofy and Donald um but yeah it's got such a bizarre vibe to it there's also um uh it's got a pretty amazing voice cast you've got Haley Joel Osment as Sora David Gallagher as Riku Hayden Panettiere as uh Carrie Kyrie, Kyrie, and um yeah other performances billy zane james woods mandy moore is in it it's just insane it was kind of back when they were doing a lot more celebrity voice acting what who
2: was mandy moore i'm
0: not sure i just said mandy moore i should have it's ironic
2: because uh uh they've already shown that there's going to be a tangled world in uh kingdom hearts 3 and mandy moore is going to be in that because she played Rapunzel.
0: oh awesome so, and I bet it, was, it wasn't too difficult to get her involvement after working on the uh, original one. So, um, the music is composed by Yoko Shimomura with a core orchestral arrangements uh, by oh. Kaoru Wada. Well, before we get
2: into the music, it's, sure. uh, just to add to the weirdness, uh, in these games, uh, the Final Fantasy characters that you come across are not specifically the same Final Fantasy characters you played as in Final Fantasy. Yes. They're these, like alternate versions that are They're like
0: really bizarre They're like really squall
2: bizarre. is leon here and he's like cool and he knows all about this gonzo multiverse that you live in
0: um they all do they all feel i mean we get into it le- like the game is largely the series is largely centered around dreams and I think that maybe, it, I mean, that does feel like a weird dream state, all mm-hmm. of it. Um, it. It definitely has that vibe, it de- like the, when you where, get, where you're just yeah. like, like you have those dreams where you're like different groups of people from different facets of your life are all in a room together and, and nothing quite makes sense. Everything's sort of like weird. Everything feels a little off. The mood is like both gleeful but dark. It de- mr like belvedere
2: it, is there yeah and everyone just accepts it <laughs> and the more you're like that's fucking mr
0: belvedere they just look at you funny it's literally that phrase you always hear when someone describes dreams it's like it w- i was like in my house but it wasn't my house <laughs> yeah 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 you know and that's kind of what kingdom so hearts I was is talking
2: to cloud but he wasn't cloud <laughs> he had band-aids all over
0: his sword yeah that was so weird because <laughs>
2: again you can't have it's 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 dull yeah. it
0: dulls the violence gotcha um, so, anyways, uh, uh, Yoko Shimamura composed the music. She is a fucking badass. Yeah, uh, Shimamura has got, been involved in so much music that I love from video games. I was like, shocked. E- like
1: without
2: a doubt, she is maybe the one, the most prolific and most like accomplished female video game composers in the world.
0: She started working out uh, working for Capcom in 1988. She was composing scores um for different games such as Final Fight, Samurai Showdown, um uh, Street Fighter or or Samurai Sword, mm. Street Fighter 2, The World Warrior. <feeding Granny Song> right? <igail> <Kivol> <Living blindness> um and Does that mean she wrote Guile's theme? Wait. I, maybe. Oh my god. Did she write ba- garden- Tobin, broom, that's Ba-da-la-la-la. Mega Man. Oh, that's Mega Man. What am I thinking of?
2: Uh I don't I well, that's Maybe Giles theme.
0: Uh before that, she uh, or, or, uh back in the day she she or, or when she was just a child, she was Yoko taking... Shimamura
2: wrote fucking guiles. Uh, no play shit. play Guiles theme. Okay just, we need a song as hype as this lady's accomplishments.
0: Okay. God,
2: that's crazy. Is this what you were
0: thinking of? Yeah, this is totally <laughs> what I was thinking of. <laughs> Like that, how fucking cool are you that you wrote this iconic? (laughs) She was, uh, taking piano lessons at the age of five, attended, uh, Osaka College of Music. She also did the score for fucking Super Mario RPG. She, um, she did, uh, she, she feels that her score from Legend of Mana was the, or Mana, rather, was the one that best expresses herself, and her personal and, and, um... Is her personal favorite, um, but she says that Kingdom Hearts was the most special soundtrack to her and a turning point in her career. Um, and she had to do a lot again. The going back to the workarounds, um, it was very interesting. She had a, she had a very difficult time, you know, like just like the whole the whole concept of the thing mixing these two musical styles of like classic disney music with final fantasy music and what that would be but also there were just weird technical things going on so she's got to Try to maintain the original mood of certain songs while also dealing with the PlayStation 2's uh, hardware. And so, um, the original orchestrated, uh, stri- uh, orchestrated arrangement for, um, for an example, the song "This Is Halloween" from the Nightmare Before Christmas was actually impossible to reproduce on the PlayStation Two sound system. So you they had could
2: to keep- not master the level that Danny Elfman was on.
0: This is Halloween. So they had to keep aspects of it intact. And uh, Shimomura uh, used a, a, a crazy just like trial and error approach to try to get that piece to happen on a PlayStation 2. Um, uh, and, and actually, let's listen to it, because this is so beautiful. Let's listen to her favorite track that she's ever composed. This
2: is the most iconic piece of soundtrack music from the
0: series. It is called Dearly Beloved, um, and it's it's really straight gorgeous. And I... Th-
2: this. This this uh, melody appears in every version of the game.
0: And she's worked on all of the Kingdom Hearts. She she actually left, uh, after Kingdom Hearts, she left working for Square full time, but she she went on to be a freelancer. She left actually to go on maternity leave and then ended up being a freelance uh, uh, composer that, that continuously came back to work on every single Kingdom Hearts game. And she's just fucking crazy, man. She's just done so much amazing work. So anyways, and this song is I mean, absolutely beautiful. This is a gorgeous song.
2: Honestly, I never put this together until we're talking about it right now, but if you can keep it playing like real sure. soft just for like a little bit, like a big theme in Kingdom Hearts is kind of a loss of innocence and a loss of like childhood. The fact that, uh, you know, uh, oh, fuck, I forgot the name of the beach that they live on. But like uh,
0: shithead island. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean funny. Uh, <laughs> but the idea that, you know, this this island that where everything was the same and like Sora and Riku and Kyrie were just like free to just be kids in leisure is like enveloped in darkness and then this outside force kind of rips them apart. Um and around the same time that like Sora's beginning to get real feelings for Kyrie and he's beginning to get jealous of his friend Riku and they're uh-huh. both kind of competing for like affection and like that's what part of growing up is is kind of uh the introduction of these more serious desires and needs and then that that instigates him uh interacting with both like these cool grown-up final fantasy characters and childlike disney characters yes and you know he all uh he be he receives the keyblade he's given responsibilities uh, I
0: know I would have fucking loved this series if it had just come out just yeah. like, a little earlier. If, like, this had come out when I was in sixth grade, maybe? Something like that.
2: Uh, yeah, that, I mean, if you talk to a Kingdom Hearts fan, maybe the most dedicated will actually, like, get into which manifestation of Lord Zehonort has been reborn and then re-ripped and cross-time-checked. Versus, you know, all it, it, that doesn't really matter. It's it's really about mood. It's really right. about characters, uh, kind of changing and adapting and. And I and, do, as, and, and childhood, something very specific about childhood lost, and like this, the melancholy. That and I this art is say.
0: so good. We're on, on the on the um link here with the song. You've got this like the cover of Kingdom Hearts for PS2 with all of them like it's that blue shaded in front of like the heart moon, and they're all kind of standing in different sort of like no, noble warrior positions. It just looks great. It just looks special, magical. Um. So, anyways, uh, yeah, I definitely feel like. And I want to go back, and I think I will, actually. We'll talk about that at the end as well, um, as uh, as I mentioned in the beginning. So let's talk about... sequels let's talk about jake can we talk about the sequel i just want to go ahead and say the kingdom Hearts has the most insane naming convention of any series of anything and that that includes final fantasy 13 or any of this other fucking shit (laughs) i don't even know how to say the name of their sequels that's how difficult their sequels are to figure out Um, and of course we're talking about the not 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 kingdom hearts kingdom hearts 2 and kingdom and the upcoming kingdom hearts 3 but of course i'm more talking about kingdom hearts Chain of Memories, Kingdom Hearts coded, Kingdom Hearts three fifty eight over two days. What is it? How do I say this? Kingdom ki- Hearts
2: re Chain of Memories, Kingdom Hearts recoded, Birth by Sleep final mix, Kingdom
0: Hearts X and Unchained X. Oh, Dream this one's funny. Kingdom Distance. Hearts X
2: is funny because um, the the pon- okay, so Kai the like the Greek letter is like Kai, um, and it's used a lot in like Christian uh, mythology. Ah. The Cairo is like very important. Um there's there's power behind it, and uh the the games themselves are you know based on keys. You got the keyblades, and the longer the series goes on, the more being a keyblade master becomes the least special thing in the world. <laughs> uh, but in at some point I think uh, whoever was titling the game thought that that uh, Greek character was pronounced key. So mm. there's no so they thought they were making a pun, but there is no pun. So now ah. there's Kingdom Hearts X Kai.
0: Ah. I see.
2: So, like that falls apart. Uh, the the way that they play with sequels and numbering, yes, in ways that no other character had ever, uh, no other series had really dealt with. Um, so, yeah. Oh, I, and uh, if, if Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance, yes, Dream Drop Distance, that's three yep. Ds because yes. it's on the three Ds.
0: Oh, okay. And so it's, it's the different, and, it, and it, st- it symbolizes the different aspects. Distance with the 3D, mm. um, uh, drop uh, dream dream for the theme and drop because there was that was part of the mechanic in the game. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories would be the fir- next Kingdom Hearts game to come out after Kingdom Hearts One. It was created to bridge the gap between the first and the second kingdom hearts and i do really appreciate this level of attention to story stuff especially with gaming conventions because ev- oh, you know people
2: hate the fact that like these game series that like you tangential like I mean, there's a there's a contingency of people that really care about it, but most people are just like, yeah, I liked Kingdom Hearts one and two.
0: It was fun. You got to yeah.
2: And now it turns out like, oh no, you idiot! You had to play this cell phone game that was released only on <laughs> NTD Docomo flip phones. Yeah, we'll get to that, you idiot. And now you don't know who Shinjuku is. <laughs> Shinjuku is Sora's best friend. You fucking dumb But dart. The,
0: the approach was this: was that you know every time you start a new video game. Uh, The person, you know, especially if it's like a JRPG, the person generally starts from zero and has to build up all their power. So in order to explain why this same character who got super powerful in the first Kingdom Hearts is now like a weakling to start Kingdom Hearts 2, they decided that it was, um, they would uh, come out with a game that would be on the uh, Game Boy Advance and it would have uh, Sora um, sort of dealing, getting the, his memory messed up essentially, mm-hmm. um, and um, just kind of like uh, re- restarting everything using that, using that uh, story development. Also, they wanted a lighter tone uh, game for kids than the PS2 game. The Game Boy Advance had a, had a, you know, the PlayStation Two had a
2: built-in uh, DVD player. It was like. It was a it was a good piece of tech for like adults with jobs. The Game Boy Advance was a chunk of purple plastic.
0: Exactly. And and you know, they could they could play with that. They had this um, you know, kids kids love cards, as mm. we've come to learn, so it had like kind of a card uh game the uh, Kingdom, fighting mechanic. The
2: Kingdom Hearts card game had like a really good run before uh they all the ki- like the collectible card game market crashed hard.
0: So, anyways, that game comes out and the next in line is Kingdom Hearts two, which is Um, uh, a game that you know Nomura uh, specifically wanted more Mickey so set out for more Mickey and we got more Mickey in that game there was also a lot of gameplay changes they used a lot of user feedback to make those changes we didn't really talk about the gummy ship yet but segments of that were redesigned the whole kind of like, essentially, the ship, I guess, you take from world to world is this weird, like, Star Fox minigame uh, that is yeah. very bizarre. And
2: you got, like, individual blocks and blueprints, and within a 3D editor, you could kind of Lego build your own custom uh, ship to... Do the people don't really like the gummy ship Yeah, that well. yeah.
0: I don't. They lo- I looked at some footage and like, a tutorial on how to build your own gum- gummy ship, and it seemed so complicated. I was fuck, like, well, man. I just, I just, I just want to
2: hang out with Ariel. Just yeah, let
0: me, let me it, just hang out with Ariel. Well, it's the kind of series that really <laughs> feels like it unabashedly will just throw whatever the fuck it wants to against the wall and see what sticks. And you know, I think the gummy ships just another element of that being like, let's have a crazy star, Star Fox. Oh, no, break. Kingdom
2: Hearts is the kind of game where like hour 30 they're still introducing new mechanics
0: right it's it's that sort of thing um uh there was also um you know they added like a drive gauge to the fighting which is pretty much like limit breaks um reaction commands. so you can hit triangle during certain enemy at- attacks and you'll you'll um you'll like be able to like uh, counter them um and uh, also uh, some live action Disney worlds. You've got uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. You've got um, Tron. Tron, which is crazy looking in that game, and I mean graphically, huge improvement. Um, uh, it looks a lot better. It it's looks because they
2: included those out of left field, like a Tron, because this was before Tron Legacy was uh-huh. out. So, mm-hmm. like the idea that they would reach that far into a cult classic uh, was. Insane, and the fact that they just brought in live action, fran- yeah, live action franchises that were successful, uh, like Pirates of the Caribbean. With, like as soon as Captain Jack Sparrow showed up, I could hear the fanboy screams like a force ghost.
0: <laughs> Pe- uh, that
2: blew people's mind.
0: It's very exciting to people. Like I think that the definitely the like. The, the will-they-won't-they they of what franchise characters are they going to include and what worlds are they going to include in each successive Kingdom Hearts game is such a big deal for fans mm-hmm. of the series. Like, that's where the real hype comes from. Like, I hear they're going to put, you know, this franchise in. I mean, there's so many to choose from. I mean, you know... You could just you could just, you know Jungle Book or you know I, Toy Story even if they went that route they could they could t- technically get stuff like that in the game as well. This is
2: a factoid that it keeps coming up, and I guess I'll just repeat it because it seems nowhere I, I can't. It's kind of interesting. Uh, uh, Nomura really wanted to include Lion King in ah. the first one, but uh-huh. the game engine itself did not like could not translate a four-legged character's movement
0: oh. into
2: the 3D fighting system. So they had to reprogram, like, huge chunks of the engine just so they could have a Lion King segment in two.
0: Ah, so you've got Scar in the game, Scrooge McDuck, Auron from Final Fantasy X because they realized, oh, that's the cool character from Final Fantasy X. <laughs> Tifa, a personal favorite of mine from FF9. Also, games um, characters that he did not work on got into this game from the Final Fantasy series, such as VV um Setzer, even though i think actually no he created sets i believe i saw on my previous thing yeah. but still there's some characters seeping in uh Mulan. They brought in
2: riku not to be confused with riku <laughs> <laughs> riku oh. uh
0: you know of course yoko shimamoto came back to do the music and it just feels like definitely a step up in a, a bunch of ways a bunch of ways um And uh, uh, it looks great. And again, I'm thinking about running it on uh, my Twitch stream. The number
2: one complaint about people revisiting Kingdom Hearts 1 is that the combat system just doesn't have the same level of depth. It's a little more repetitive than uh, in Kingdom Hearts 2 where they apparently really refined it. Kingdom Hearts 2 also has the incredible mechanic where if Sora dies in the middle of certain boss fights, King Mickey will arise and you get to play as King Mickey, That's who is awesome. overpowered as fuck, and kick the boss's ass. Hell yeah! But you, keep, King Mickey, can't land the killing blow because that would fuck up all the cutscenes. <laughs> so you have to revive Sora, <laughs> and only Sora can kill the oh, bosses. Wow.
0: So um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a game that inspired a manga series um, that ran uh, in 2006 in the monthly Shonen Gangan. Uh, and was published by Square Enix. It was also novelized. I mean, it was a, it was a big, big deal. Um, now let's talk about a bunch of games with insane titles, mm-hmm. shall we? Kingdom Hearts Coded. It was conceived and devised by Nomura as a spinoff on a mobile platform. I think this is the one you were referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out in Episodically, which I feel like was less heard of back in 2009. Each
2: episode would kind of play on a different genre of games. So like some were like kind of an ah. infinite runner. Some were more platformy. Bizarre. Another would be was like a straight-up menu-based Final Fantasy fight. Um, I never played it, but they re-released it for the Nintendo DS because there's still weird plot stuff in there that has to come out. Gotcha. Um, so that was recoded for the DS.
0: Yes, came out as, yes. And it was uh, back back when it was originally announced, it was announced alongside with th- 358 divided by 2 is days. Is mm-hmm. that how I call this game? Mm-hmm. It's 358 divided by two days. That's the name of the video game. Mm -hmm. Okay. And birth by sleep. Um, all in a photo-prohibited theater at the 2007 September Tokyo Game Show, which back in the day, the Tokyo Game Show was a much, much bigger deal. Um, it's more like um, E3 um, today. Kingdom the of way Hearts, Japanese
2: devs have been killing it these past two years, I think it's going to be a big deal again.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Kingdom Hearts uh, 358 divided by two days is a DS game released in 09, following Roxas and Organization <laughs> uh, 13. It has limit breaks and a co-op mode. Um, and then Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep is a ps Game. Now this game gets a lot of love. Mm-hmm. So I definitely want to highlight it. Uh Birth by Sleep. Uh it it's people really, really dug it. He's referred to this game as Episode Zero, saying that the game is on the same scale and plays as big an in, in importance as Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts 2. Um Plot wise, it is it, like
2: so much of like so much of what happens in that game almost yeah, it supersedes all the stuff that got it. Like it's like it's it kind of uh basically it takes the plot of kingdom hearts one and just lets you know that like oh no that was just a mere chapter in the sprawling tale of zeonort and ventus and (laughs) and and, yeah and uh and terra um also uh super important to know uh uh zeonort in that game is played by leonard nimoy oh and the voice like his performance is like so growly and threatening That like even if you just watch clips of it, you're just like, oh fuck, man. (laughs) Spock is Spock is deadly.
0: Kingdom Hearts X and Unchained X is the weirdest one released on Android and web browser. Unchained X is the Android version. The web browser version was the original one. Um, uh, it was actually, though, co-directed. Shout out to my boy Tatsuya Kondo, co-directed it with Nomuro. He did World Ends With You, one of my favorite uh, There's actually Kingdom of all time.
2: Hearts X Kai uh, Union, I think, that's out right sure. now. Yeah, Th- that can, I believe that 100%. You can play that on iOS right now. And that also features into the pl- – they released like an hour-long – animated preview for kingdom hearts three related to the characters in that universe.
0: Yes. It's very closely. Cause it was written at the same time as kingdom hearts three. So it's very, very closely tied to mm. that game. So get a, get it on your web browser or your phone. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, so then comes Dream Drop Distance, released in 2012 on the 3DS. It was created by the same team as uh, Birth by Sleep. They replaced the Final Fantasy character cameos with World Ends with You character cameos, um, and they ended up just deciding to make that one out of the blue because they were just so impressed with the 3DS technology. So they just wanted to create something as, as, it, as it was stated in. in <laughs> yeah, the, the thing. plot
2: for that one's real weird. It's just like I Yen Sid the wizard, just like. Ah, uh, you guys, Riku, Sora, just do some bullshit to impress me.
0: So as it stands, the timeline goes as this. Are you ready, no, everybody at not. home? Write do this, this, this down. No, no, no. This is this. this is easy. The timeline goes like this, everybody. It goes back cover, which is a cinematic prologue. Okay, so you got to watch that one first. Then play X. But X Unchained diverges from Normal X, so I don't know which one uh, plot-wise. I don't know which one you need to go with. They didn't specify. Then Birth by Sleep. Then A Fragmentary Passage, which is a short episode in the Birth by Sleep re-release. Then Kingdom Hearts, the first one. Then Chain of Memories. Then 358 divided by two days. Kingdom Hearts 2 after that. Then Coded then Dream Drop Distance, oh and, God. of course, the upcoming... I don't
2: care about Axel. I d- don't care about Ansem the Wise. I don't I don't care about Ventus. I don't care.
0: <laughs> I do. I, I just, love I, it. I
2: just want to see whether or not I will be able to use a limit break drive chain attack and summon, I don't know, let's just say uh, Maui. I want to know if the rock's in this thing. <laughs>
0: Disney, oh, are they going to have fucking Moana in this new I one? I don't know. They, they, who knows? That cool. All right. Frozen, too. It has to be. They
2: have to do Frozen.
0: Disney approaches Nomura wanting to do a sequel. Uh, at first, though, it, the reason why... This has been delayed for years and years and years. Well, it has to do with another delayed property, and that would be Final Fantasy XV. Nomura was the director of that game. Remember, If you remember, that game was in development hell for eight years?
2: Well, for a while, it was Final Fantasy thirteen Versus.
0: Yes, and then it changed to XV, um, and they made it a boy band road trip, and I really liked Final Fantasy XV, by the way. It was developed by Square Enix's first production department. This is Kingdom Hearts three rather. Um, they did Birth by Sleep and Dream Drop Distance, so it's actually a bit of a different team. Um, and, uh, well, essentially, it was uh, given a teaser in uh, 2013's E3, shortly after which Nomura claimed that it was announced too early based on where the game currently stands in development. He, he continued by saying, Many fans were feeling impatient due to our continuous releases of spin-off titles, so we decided to announce it at the same time as Final Fantasy XV. It's using Epic Games' Unreal Engine 4, uh, which they had to switch from a different engine to that one halfway through the development process, causing further delays. This is what's just building the sand anticipation for this game building 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 people all they fucking want i mean when did kingdom hearts 2 come out 2005 2005 that is over a decade ago that they've gotten the kingdom hearts game i mean people are fucking dying for this thing and how many disney properties have come out in between those two times
2: not only those properties two. but like in the intervening years disney like this is literally older. Like Kingdom Hearts Two is older than the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is older than the uh,
0: new. St- and the, now Disney yeah. has the Marvel Cinematic. Universe. They have Universe. Marvel. They have Star Wars. <laughs> so I like, mean, Disney has become the limit in terms of including properties in your thing. You know, if you have a partnership with Disney,
2: Nomura basically has the entirety of global childhood to play with.
0: Uh, So it's being developed in three different sections with approximately three worlds in each section. The final section of which Nomura has stated is something he's always wanted to do and put it into Kingdom Hearts. Ever since the days of working on Final Fantasy, it is bound to surprise everyone. That's pretty exciting. Um, And it's scheduled to be released uh in 2018 this year uh for the playstation 4 and xbox one but in the meantime jake and this is something i had to go look up because again like i said right now i'm doing a long play of final fantasy 9 every thursday and i think i'm making that my jrpg thursdays i think is what i'm doing moving forward uh just always uh doing a different one i think i'm gonna play for my next game after ff9 uh kingdom hearts 2 and yeah, luck ha- luck be a holden tonight because uh kingdom hearts 1.5 plus 2.5 remix is on playstation 4 it's six fucking games um so i think i'm going to try to uh pick that one up um between now and uh the end of my playthrough of ff9 it includes kingdom hearts final mix which is the first kingdom hearts game but like you know fully hd remix and everything are a uh, re chain of memories 358 divided by 2 days, Kingdom Hearts 2 final mix and recoded, all included in that one uh single game purchase. So, that is that is a, a lot of game.
2: It's uh when they had to make the those original HD remixes, uh the code, like the actual data for the first Kingdom Hearts game was completely lost. Yeah. <laughs> like just the the physical hard drives where they kept the source files was just just, I can't remember what the actual anecdote on how they lost. Oh, it. Right.
0: they had to go dig back into the files and just try to like pull whatever assets they could. But though, a lot right? of it was
2: like made anew from scratch.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, and you know, we skipped over this uh, the the theme song from the first game, oh. but I think this would probably be a good way to kind of yeah. eat a uh, uh, slide on out of this episode. So you want to cue this up? We'll say our goodbyes and we'll play the song. I just want to I just
2: want to point out that like I think once you finally play the game it'll kind of change our aloof attitude towards it because like, yeah, the funny plot, the weird zipper pants, the obsession with spinoffs. That's a fun, it's easy to make fun of. And Lord knows we did, (laughs) Uh, but it's, it's the, the freedom and like this, the, the genuine spectacle of translating all these classic 2d characters into 3d Um, the combat, just like the rhythm of the combat, the, power fantasy of like letting off a Faraga spell and then a summoning Dumbo and then whacking away at these little goblins with your keyblade um, experimenting and fusing new weapons together uh it's it's the as, as a sensory experience at the time it was genuine blockbuster spectacle on the level of the Star Wars remakes or Avatar, and I or- mean,
0: I hate to sound like a shithead, but I just feel like, pun intended, or whatever, it's made with a lot of heart, a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, and and in that and that really, mm. really, you get that from from even just looking at a, a bit of a playthrough. I mean, it's just it's made to be something special, and when something like that exists like that, of course, there's going to be a massive fandom around it. I mean, if, there's so many people out there who love crazy jrpgs um specifically the final fantasy series and disney properties i mean there's just like that is a marriage that does not seem too crazy uh after a couple glances you, you paired with
2: it. top of the line blockbuster visuals and graphics and yeah talent. absolutely
0: so all right um well so oh, the to th- speak
2: of and speaking of blockbuster talent uh uh, uh, Namura desperately wanted uh, Japanese pop star Hikaru Utada to do music to do the theme for his game, and that was yet another like crazy. Like, what are you talking about? Like, they don't the pop stars on that level don't do video game <laughs> music. Like, you're dumb. And he actually asked, and uh, the result was uh, this. Uh, it was called Hikari, I think, in Japanese, but she recorded an English language version that. Uh, p- Played over the credits and is really associated with kind of the mood and the theme of the Kingdom Hearts series. She's done themes for the other games as well. Uh, This is uh, "Simple and Clean" by Hikaru Utada.
0: There you
2: go. It kind of has that two thousands dreamy.
0: It's it is a pop song for sure, which again very special, especially for games of that time, but even now. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's kind of a fuck jam, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit of a fuck jam. I mean, I mean, yes. Don't worry, I, Mickey, little Mickey fucks. Mickey, right?
2: Mickey never fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey watches in the corner in approval as Goofy does his marital duties. <laughs>
0: So, thanks again for listening. Because
2: um, ne- Goofy has a son, Max, <laughs> at the very least, at the minimum, because Donald only has nephews. I
0: have to end this episode, Donald Jay. only
2: has Huey, Dewey, and as nephews, <laughs> the only canonical fucky... In Disney is Goofy.
0: If you'd like to support goofy the show fucks. on Patreon, you can go to <laughs> patreon.com/slash/whizbrew. Uh, I am uh, Holdenatorsho on Twitch. I am at Best Jake
2: Young on Twitter.
0: And thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll catch you on the. Uh, I was trying to come up with a quick Kingdom Hearts reference and it escapes me because I have lost all. It's kind
2: of dumb that Ansem finally opens the door and there was light behind it anyway and he dies. Like, it's like a real fucking temple. It's like Raiders of the Lost Ark shit. Like, (laughs) then why did we even bother if (laughs) Ansem was just going to open the
0: door and there was light and he just dies? It's dumb. So see you on the other side of that door. Have a go at everybody. (laughs) Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.
1: In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years,